Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey everybody and welcome to a very special 40th, 400th, sorry, episode 40th episode. <laughs> it's been 40 years. It does feel like it's been 40 years. Anyway, uh, 400th episode of the Blizzard Watch podcast. Normally this would be the pre-show, but we've got kind of a special thing going on here. Uh, I'm thirsty and I want to get something to drink. So Mitch, explain to us why you hate bug snacks. <laughs> oh my goodness, Rossi. What a way to start the should, show. Should, and I'm should we maybe explain to everybody who's snacks. here first before we turn it into the um, Mitch Power Hour? <laughs> you know what? I, I suppose we can, but you know, it's good to be here, and All right. I haven't All right. prepared to I'm talk s- about bug snacks, but I will. I'm sorry, because uh, Mitch is actually infamous for loving bug snacks, and uh, I never did get to throw them in a pool at BlizzCon, and having missed my one and only chance to do so from when he was on the podcast, that that long-running joke has unfortunately not come to fruition so i i must instead tease him about bug snacks but yeah we should we should mention some of the luminaries who are here besides of course liz and joe who are here pretty much every week uh every week so far anyway um first up is the person who made you know really has made a lot of my life possible uh dan why don't you say hi and, and introduce yourself and explain who you were and who you are and all that good stuff that means you have to talk dan i know hey i'm dan o'halloran uh Liz made the mistake of hiring me in 2007, right after uh, Rossi got hired, and uh, I've stuck around ever since. And uh, I used to write, but now I just do a lot of the administrative stuff. All right. Um, next up, uh, we have not spoken all that much because, I mean, I don't talk to anybody unless they talk to me, and he has never really talked to me that much. But nevertheless, here he is, Rob Flanagan, a.k.a. Flan. How you guys Rob the Harbor there, Flan? Hi, uh, I'm Flan. I've been writing for the site since 2020, and I am majorly afraid of Rossi because I'm deeply intimidated by how awesome he is. That's why I never speak to him. Ah, uh, you'll learn as you get to know me that I'm not very awesome, and the intimidation will go away. Uh, Liz, of course, is Liz, and doesn't really need an introduction, but I'm going to make her talk anyway. Liz, say hi to people and tell them what's going on. 
Howdy, I'm Liz. I'm the editorial director of Blizzard Watch, and uh, like Matt said, I'm here pretty much every week. Uh, also, now, an actual introduction of the man, the myth, the legend. Joe, he's recording this, so we have to be nice. Perez. Wow, that's that's the secret to having friends. You have to control their destinies and recordings. Man, I'm writing this down. The best part is your tone. <laughs> it's this. This show is already so weird. This is how we are every week. <laughs> this is this is worse. We've like amped it up, and I don't even know how. Would you say we've amped it up like four hundred percent? Or oh, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of practice. Anyway, I should also introduce Mitch, who has an alumni sort of of the Blizzard Watch podcast, where he hosted it for I don't know a good solid year or so, didn't you? I was thinking about that earlier, and I honestly I forgot to actually look it up, so I don't really remember. But it was a good yeah. while. <laughs> it was a chunk of episodes uh, before he decided, oh man, I don't want to do this anymore, and got himself out of Dodge as fast as humanly possible, which was smart of him. Uh, now another new person is in. I I don't Nick. I just want you to come straight out. When did we hire you? Uh, I believe I got the email from Liz November eighth. So you've been on the show, you've been on the site for a month, and we're throwing you into the 400th episode. Throwing in is a well, strong word. Well, These people volunteer. all volunteered. <laughs> you know, I I believe it was the second post that Nick wrote for the site was about Blizzard maybe not releasing games in China anymore. And, uh, you know, yeah. we like throwing people into the deep end. We just, you get here and we shove you off the cliff, and that's how you learn. And finally... Yeah. Uh, now that we've done that to Nick, Renee, I, I believe we hired you about the same time. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just about. <laughs> I was reminded by Liz today that I don't know what games you play, so I'm going to straight up ask, what games do you play from from Blizzard? Just so I know in the future, I don't try and throw stuff at you you don't care about. Um, sure. I I tend to play a lot of Diablo. I'm I'm a Diablo slash Overwatch person. All right, um, I can talk to you about one of those games. Yeah, yeah. So those are, I mean, I've played all of them, but those are my two favorites right now. Well, at this point, uh, because this is kind of an off-the-cuff uh, 400th episode celebration, and we've been doing this, uh, I think it's eight years next February. Uh, Blizzard Watch it's, will be eight in next February. I believe it's eight years in January, isn't it? Am I misremembering that? Fe- February is really early oh. February. Yeah. First week of February, because I joke that it is the oh, the, the greatest birthday gift that I ever got was uh, that email of like, hey, we're doing a thing. You want to come along? Huh. <laughs> Get in, loser. We're going to another website. Get in, loser. You're eventually going to have to record every <laughs> single podcast and edit Matt. Enjoy. Oh, good luck to you, pirate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, before before that happened, that 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 was those long past eight years ago. We did, as as Dan referenced, we did kind of begin as a different site, owned by a somewhat large corporate overlords. Yeah, yeah um, not going to go into you know digging up old dirty laundry or nothing, but I am going to say uh, it's been a pretty weird ride for those of us who've been around, either as people working on the site or as you know community uh, throughout this this whole thing. So we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm going to throw this one to Dan and Liz since I think. Liz has been the longest in tenure. She she was there before Dan or myself or Joe. Uh, but Dan's like I think number two or possibly number three because I think I might have actually been hired slightly before Dan, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Uh, what are your memories of the old days uh, back when WoW journalism slash blogging was was the pretty much the only thing we did 
what's your best story? Uh, let's go with, with Liz first. <laughs> oh, oh boy, you're that's um, moving around for uh, that. No, that's a loaded one. <laughs> that is that is a loaded one. Um, I I started at Wow Insider. It was late vanilla sometime. I couldn't tell you exactly when, but it was yeah, it was it was before Burning Crusade because I remember covering the BlizzCon where they were announcing Burning Crusade. And I, I imagine everyone here now, everyone listening, is familiar with BlizzCon and kind of what BlizzCon is like and how it's this big event shrouded in secrecy. But the very first BlizzCon, it's like, it was so, it was so different. I wasn't there on the show floor. I was uh, at home and we had one person at the show who would like send us, you know, messages and photos and things. And they were taking pictures of the banners outside the convention center before the convention started. They were just there and open. Mm -hmm. And there was a picture of a, of a Draenei. And they were like, what, what is this? And I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't know anything about Warcraft. And it's just that were, those were the kind of conversations we had, like back in those very, very early days where we were really just figuring out all of this as we went along. And yeah, we were, I just really clearly remember this back and forth where we were taking pictures of these, uh, we were getting these pictures of the convention center with just no secrecy. Everything was like right out there in the open, but we didn't have anyone who knew enough about Warcraft lore to put the pieces together because we, we were doing the best we could with what we had. And what we had was just uh, not a lot. I'm uh, none of the people from back in those days are still with us. Uh, probably, probably not. You know, there are a lot of people in vanilla who at some point they, they got off the, they 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 bailed on the game. You know, they didn't they didn't stay they didn't stay uh, eighteen years in this game. You're talking about I know eighteen years. Yeah, uh, the game just celebrated its eighteenth birthday. I haven't even stayed for all eighteen years. I started kind of in vanilla, but not at the very beginning. And I bailed for a while on both the game and the site uh, during Cataclysm, and I wasn't around. I just you know you kind of you get tired, you burn out, and I took kind of a cataclysm nap, which I think uh, a lot of players did because cataclysm was a different thing. Uh, anyway, wow, I have really strayed. It's It's been a long time and it's just been really fun to see how things have evolved over the years. Not just how we cover them and how we write about them. I, I still think we're kind of faking being professional and doing the best we can with what we have, but, uh, <laughs> but we've learned a lot along the ways and you see, Blizzard has learned a couple of things along the way as well. So, Dan, what do you got for us? Come on, spell. Tell us something. Uh, I think we might have just lost Dan. Oh, uh, like I said, I, and Rossi, you got hired just a few months before me. I and sure. I wrote for the site for about two months. And then I and then I contacted Liz and I said, I need a couple of weeks off. I go do it. Cutting oh. out a little bit. Uh, oh, no, Dan's internet. Liz was super happy that I bailed almost immediately. So, on the site. Uh, and then I, oh, how's it now? Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, but you're cutting in and out, which is so on brand for us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How am I now? All right. As far as I can tell, Dan, you're okay. But it's, it's coming and going during your talks. So you, you're saying about you were two months in and you told Liz you'd have to take some time off? All right. I think it's still doing the Oh, game. no. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't be an anniversary show or a milestone show if something like this didn't happen. Let's be honest. It reminded me of the very first time I hosted the um, other podcast. Few, yes, and um, then we launched uh, the Massively site covering all online games, 
And they took everybody on WoW Insider almost and moved them over there to launch that site. And uh, they said, Dan, you're in charge while we're launching this other site. You're in charge of WoW Insider. And I was like, oh, all right. It's my fourth month of actually working. And uh, it actually worked out really great. And I would say my favorite memories from there are not only BlizzCon, but the uh, parties that we put on for BlizzCon with the site yeah. that just grew and grew and grew every year. And just that something was so like fun. The last one was so massive. It was like 2,000 people on the block and the fire chief showed up because we had too many people, which is a great sign. And, uh, and then after that, uh, like uh, Liz, I took a cataclysm nap and I came back in Pandaria and then the site switched over to what it was now. And then I just started helping on the back end with stuff ever since. And uh, that's it. Yeah. Um, Thanks for not firing me, Liz. <laughs> no, you're, you're so welcome. Pretty in much the, everybody can say that run, at this point. In the long run, it was probably a good call. Uh, it's funny because uh, I remember when I, I don't remember getting hired exactly when compared to you or the, the two who came after me, Adam and, and, and Alex were the, the big ones. I just kind of, I think I just stuck around whereas other people like had more of an effect on the site or the community or what have you. I was just sort of the one who was always still here. Um, <laughs> I remember in 2014, we, we had had a long running, I got hired originally as a class columnist. Uh, I got, I got hired to do the, uh, the warrior column. And I was told later that I was, I was hired. Or I'm just going to say it, Liz, cause you're here. Uh, I was hired over Liz's objections. <laughs> Well, she, okay. She didn't. No, let me tell it, and then you can you can come okay. in and clarify. Yeah, I mean, you, Liz didn't didn't like what I wrote, uh, my sample there or whatever, and so she, you know the other two were like, no, you got to hire this person, and that's how I ended up at the site. And from there, I ended up getting the lore column for a long time because nobody wanted to write it. Uh, I don't think anybody knew that much about lore, um, except Alex, and Alex was pretty snarky. Not that I'm not, but uh, we're definitely. Snarky. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just remember, I think the biggest memory was like, I kept ending up doing things that I had no idea what was going on. Like the original, my original appearance on the original, original podcast that we did was very much a, hey, can you just sit in on this for a week? And then next thing I know, uh, we're leaving the previous place and I'd done every podcast for like the past seven years. And I think I've only missed one podcast here. Um from the moment we started in, in February of two, of 2015 to, to now, I think I've done, I missed one podcast, not including off weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a thing. It's, it's been a ride, but yeah, go ahead, Liz. Uh, I interrupted. So, so go ahead. Like, like the point of me, the point of me ever telling you that was my attempt to be, to try and tell you that I make mistakes because I remember that when we were first looking at this app, I was like, uh, maybe this other guy. And, you know, if it were just me in charge, that would have been what we would have done. And it would have been the wrong thing because you have come in and been such a huge presence at this site and the site before. You're trying to downplay your importance here. But so much of what you do is this site. And you're kind of acting like you don't you know, like you don't know what you're doing here, but, I, but that's the thing. I think us, nobody does. Exactly. Yes, that's, that's exactly the thing. None of us is, know what we're doing. It's just but we're fake doing it. our best. Just fake it till you make it. And if you don't ever make it, just keep faking it. Cause that's like, I honestly have, I've never really understood what we were doing. 
<laughs> to this day, I mean, I, I still need you guys to explain to me, Matt, there's SEO here. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, that. I, I, I know, have no idea. But let's throw it over. Uh, Joe has been here after me and Dan. I think Joe's been here the longest. So, Joe, you got anything you want to say about it? I mean, I still remember uh, having to get browbeat into applying because I didn't. I was like, this is back when you were consolidating into other columns and they were looking for a shaman columnist. And uh, I had like, I was in guild with Maticus at the time I was writing for world of Maticus uh, just doing blogs. Remember when blogs were a thing uh, yes. and Matt was like, yo, you need to apply. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't really, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't really, he's like, no, you should apply. Well, you know, no. And he's like, just effing do it, Joe. Um, and then I did it. And, almost immediately got, you know, offered onto the show uh, or onto the, the, the site. Um, and it was, I remember being so intimidated because I'm like, here are all these people that like, while I've interacted with them, it's like, well, now I have like editors and, and stuff. And then like, I remember talking with Liz early on about like books uh, and like instantly feeling comfortable uh, talking about like pop random pop culture references with Dan and and feeling pretty pretty happy and, and easygoing. Uh, I remember you telling me, "Good luck, you're now going to be the worst thing that ever happened to Wow and Shaman." Uh, and then immediately, that was the first comment, the first post that I ever got was, "You are the worst thing that ever happened to Wow and Shaman." Uh, because yeah, you called they, it- <laughs> they hated they hated anyone writing that column. That column was so cursed for so long. Totem talk. Oh my god. Um, okay. It, not as cursed as the warlock columnist. Not as cursed. Not as cursed as the warlock columnist. No. Yeah. That poor warlocks. Poor um, poor warlocks. But my 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 two greatest memories though from like things involving with the site. One, well, I guess three. First thing is getting to launch Lorewatch after moving over here, uh, and it was something that happened. Like Anne, I know had been talking about it for a while. It had been talked about in in like back channel stuff, but there was never really any like big push for it. And then I remember I had showed up on the I want to say it was the starting zone podcast uh and I was just you know we were talking Lauren's story and, and stuff like that and it wanted being like this really long guest spot and Anne was in the audience and so Anne and I were basically stealing the show talking back and forth her and, and just chatting in twitch chat and then me on the call till eventually uh <laughs> they just pulled her onto the call and we just talked for like an hour and a half and then afterwards, we're just like, we should really do this. And then I like, I think it was like, I forgot how long after that, but all of a sudden, you know, here goes the three of us doing Lore Watch, <laughs> which yeah, made. I'm, yeah. Lore Watch has been a fascinating ride. Dan, <laughs> uh, actually, I should mention this. You were talking about this, I think, in, in, uh, in work chat that we got on Spotify recently and Lore Watch is like the number one most shared podcast. Top 10. Like, I'm telling you, he's in the top 10. Uh, talk to me if you can, like briefly. I know you're having sound problems, but can you talk about that at all? Or, and like, you know, just tell me if I'm, I'm off base here. Uh, well, every year, Spotify gives you uh, a wrap up of everything that happened for your uh, podcast for the year. And uh, I was quite pleasantly surprised with some of the numbers. I don't have them in front of me, but we were like, the top 10 podcasts for um, podcasts with a, like 2,000. Uh, subscribers and uh, we scored pretty high on a lot of those uh, I wish I had that in front of me if you want to loop back to me I'll take a look at it I mean go ahead and, and we'll talk about other stuff because we do but have since, newer people to talk about since we have since we're talking about the podcast real quick 
I want to say that um, we're still working on that problem where we can't get Blizzard Watch back on Spotify. It's a problem where we have to contact uh, support with them and they haven't got it back to us. So we're trying, we promise. Okay, uh, if you have been wondering about that, that's, that's what's happening. I'm going to tell you guys right now, you're probably better off asking anybody but me because I never have any idea what's going on. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't even know we weren't on Spotify anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I always feel bad when people reach out to me and I'm like, um, but okay, we've, we've talked. The old timers have, have talked for a bit. Now let's talk about someone who hasn't been here tremendously long, but has been here longer than I think. Mitch, when did you come on? Did you come on with Blizzard Watch? I came on shortly after. I, I joined, I think I got the email from Alex in May, uh, like, you know, a couple months after Blizzard Watch launched, and then I had my first post in June. But So you've been here pretty much for the entire run of the site. Yeah, which is really weird to think. Like, there are a lot of people here who are newer than me, and I always, like, I still feel like the newbie because of, you know, everyone who came over from the other site. So let's but find out what your, your memory, your big story, the thing you would like to talk about now is. Whew. Well... For starters, I quickly wanted to say, uh, I, I know I've mentioned before, I think, in staff chat, but um, I did apply to the site like back before it was Blizzard Watch when I was in college, um, and I'm pretty sure my application was awful. I still have it, but it was, not, it was nothing to be amazed by. But I'm fairly certain that was when Liz got hired back, because I remember being pretty salty that they had hired someone who worked there before. So, Liz, you're awesome. Ah. Thanks, Mitch. You're awesome, too. I'm glad Thanks. you're here with us. <laughs> um, but I, one of my favorite memories is not like a specific memory, but it is the, uh, the leveling stream. Because that was, <laughs> oh, God, the leveling stream. Yeah, because that was something I didn't actually start on. Um, like several things I kind of filled in for Fox once uh, he moved along. But um, it was, it was an, another thing that I had really wanted to be a part of because, you know, it seemed like a lot of fun. and. Y'all are cool people, um, and I need people to feed my ego. So, you know, there's a little I, bit of that in there. I will say um, up front well, chaos must be the witnessed. Le the Legion leveling opening, when, when Legion first opened, and we, we all did it together, and you were there leveling, and you leveled, like, I think you got to max level, like, four hours in, and everybody else was like, um, I'm just, like, level whatever. <laughs> Mitch is like, yeah, I've unlocked Suramar. Heading in. <laughs> What? How did you? You're like, oh, do you read these things? What's going on? So yeah, I, I've never forgotten that. Trishir, like, yeah, yee, wow. Um, yeah, that that's, that's that's something that I I know people people don't like it all the time. I know it's not their thing, but my thing is absolutely just grinding to max level as fast as possible. On no, it's point. I really feel like people get take this the wrong way. They think that because I say things like that, that I think it's bad to do that. And I absolutely don't. I, listen, no, 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 no. I, I was just in awe. Like, I was in awe of watching of Mitch work. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing this game for a long time and I've never gotten to I was, max that fast. I was watching Mitch during, uh, like, I wouldn't say like watching him, but like I was watching the levels go during like Dragonflight's opening day. And I'm just like watching, <laughs> watching Mitch ding as like, cause like I get updates from my feed as far as like my socials go, like my, my real ID friends and stuff. And I'm just like, well, there goes Mitch. I'm going to give it an hour. Ah, okay. Yeah. There he is. <laughs> we're taking I bets on how know, fast we're going to go. I did not know real ID did that. I have, add awesome. on, I have an add. I have an add on that. I have an add on that refreshes and tells me oh, stuff like that. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I've harassed Mitch enough. I think. Do you, you, you want me to harass you more? Like anything else? Well, I, Should we talk well, about our BlizzCon meeting? I mean, we we can talk about that in a second. But just to actually go back to this site and how I got here. 
Um, I I was really grateful and happy. Well, not grateful. I was I was really like excited when um, <laughs> Blizzard Watch was announced as like you know a successor because I was like, oh, this is I almost swore there. This is my chance to uh, to finally redeem myself and apply. Um, but I wasn't sure who all was coming along, and I had to wait a while to find out if like Fox would rejoin or if you guys needed a priest columnist. But I went for it, and I went for the Shadow Priest columnist, and that is uh, what I started as. And now I do a lot of behind-the-scenes editing and you know occasional Q writing, um, occasional bug snacks talking about. All right. I'm we'll done. get there. I, yeah, I promise we'll get there. But in the meantime, since we've now gone through everybody who's been around for a while, let's let's harass the two people we just hired. No, no, we'll, we'll go with Flan first. Flan's been here since 2020. We can harass him first. Flan, yeah, uh, why, what do you, you know, same question, you know, thing that you've done that you think about the memory you have involved in this long, strange trip that we've all been on? So I had been reading the old site forever. In fact, there are still times, you know, how there are certain websites you just type in by memory. I will still type in the old website's name every now and then, just out of habit, even though it's been broken for about eight years now. That's the <laughs> habit. Uh, I was also very much into the Blizzard Watch website, all the podcasts, and very active on the Discord. And then I showed up at BlizzCon with a tray of brownies, and Dan still has so the Tupperware. <laughs> I still have that tray, and Dan will not let it go. Yep. And about a year later... Uh, I, I had applied in writing, but it was, I know that I could probably be a little bit better in my writing style, but I, I applied just for the day of it. And Liz is like, look, we're uh, coming up on launch time for the new, for Shadowlands. And people are looking for snacks and stuff, and you are really big into food. You are a foodie on the Discord. Can you write up some recipes? I'm like, yeah, sure. And you guys have been stuck with me ever since, and I'm pretty sure... I'm being kept around now because Liz has made the soup that was posted last week three times, <laughs> I believe. Just twice, just twice. And as we are entering a, an expansion where foodies are all over, there are so many NPCs that love food. I think I'm going to have a lot of fun in uh, Dragonflight. Uh, I remember I remember talking to Dan about bringing you on to do a food column, and he was like, so is this your way of just sneaking in another writer? Are you just, this was just a sneaky way to get another writer? I'm like, no, of course not. We're just, uh, we like writing about food, obviously. Mm? I well, food. I'm very glad that that we got Flan. I actually, uh, he sent me his Christmas cookie recipe a couple of years ago, and I've been using it every year, and people are always just amazed. Everything, he, any recipe that he drops in the Discord chat, do it. It's always going to be great. And you store them right in his Tupperware. And yeah. this weekend is my big uh, cookie baking weekend of 5,000 cookies. Five oh, days. my God. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah, I, I'm, um, you said 5,000 cookies, and my brain was like... like I, I, Where do we yeah, start the I petition don't. to rename 1,000 Needles 5,000 Cookies? Ooh, I like it. But it's just going to be the Murloc copied over and over again. Well, yeah, of course. 100%. <laughs> Blizzard Watch, episode 400. Rossi just becomes a Murloc. He's done. He's done with being human. It's Murloc time. <laughs> All right. Having harassed Flan, I move on to my next Vict. I mean, our next, you know, contributor. Uh, I'm going to go with Renee here. Renee, talk to us. You know, you've been here a month now. Um, you haven't left yet. That's promising. Uh, nope. <laughs> talk to us about, you know, you know what you thought while you came in here to do. What How's it been so far? Anything you want? 
Sure. Uh, so I've been listening to the Blizzard Watch podcast for some time. Not not as much as I would like. Um, my husband actually introduced me to it. He's a big fan. Um, and so uh, when the uh, call for more writers came, I thought I would throw my name in. And uh, it worked out. Um, I've always loved Blizzard games and the opportunity to write about Blizzard uh, games uh, just solely write about Blizzard games was really appealing to me. And so far, it's been great. Uh, I'm usually very quiet in the Discord, and that's just kind of me and my weird introverted self. I just kind of like watching people having a good time <laughs> talking about stuff. So, um, yeah, it's been great so far. All right. Um, then Renee, I just yes. want to say that we got some very, very, very good writing apps this time, and there was quite a long, involved argument about who we were going to pick, and this applies oh, to Nick as well. We are very happy to have you two aboard. Like, you guys were so great in a really crowded field, so. Oh, thank, thank you. you. That makes me feel loads better about my, you know, you you always submit things and you get like super worried that you did the wrong thing or you said the wrong thing or you might have misspelled something and you just get really worried about how you come off on a on an application and you hope that your writing is good enough. So uh, that makes me feel great. And not, not to you. sound too corporate, like lingo-y because, you know, nobody needs that in their life, but you both also like fit culturally with everybody here like i've watched like the interaction's always been genuine and nice and like not saying that other people wouldn't be but like you fit right in and like it's it's gonna sound goofy and maybe a little bit sappy and hokey but it's like you guys were always supposed to be here so thanks oh thanks okay i, I was about to say your uh your q4 performance of elves have been you know just off the card <laughs> where's my oh. tps report i i, I oh, think no. joe covered that basically though so you know Yes, and now that you've done that and made Nick probably feel loved and accepted, <laughs> let's go in and not in and ruin that for him. Nick, what's going on? Same question. <laughs> so, one, thank you all for you know the kind words as well as you know accepting us and choosing us. And on that same note, I remember uh, seeing the call for writers on Twitter, and I thought basically the same thing Renee did you know what? Sure. Why not? And the sort of backstory of that is like, I had just gotten like a slew of application rejections from various fields, like in the month before that. So as soon as I finished it, and I sent it off, I was like, all right, cool, gonna put that out of my head forever now. And then, you know, the time goes by, and I get home from work, and check my email. And then it says, Elizabeth Harper. And I'm like, there's no way. So I open it. And the first thing is I don't read any of the text in the um, email. I go to check the URL name to see if it's like a spam name. Because I was like, there's no way that this is real. See, and like, we, we hired you for that kind of thinking. <laughs> to like further it, I'm like, okay, the URL name checks out. And as I get through like the welcome and then like the procedurals and I'm like, all right, so, so where's the punchline? Like where's the, <laughs> where's the $10,000 in iTunes gift cards? Like where's the punchline? And then I, I kind of sat and stared at the wall, which is what I usually do when something like, you know, good like that happens. And then I like resisted the urge to just send back a bunch of nonsense words that to convey excitement. Um, 
so that was like my my whole application experience but as like a you know as like a listener i'd been listening to the pod since 2019 um which is when i really like started dedicating more and more of my time to world of warcraft uh in the months specifically before classic it was something that i had looked forward to uh because i'm gonna date myself and i apologize i was in grade school when the first uh, like early grade physically turning to dust as we speak (laughs) like i can feel bits of my body flaking off into the aether i'm used to it i don't care anymore um but I, i bring that up to say like i wasn't allowed to play online games so like I really missed out on a lot. I got to watch from afar, like as my friends got to play WoW, Burning Crusade, Wrath. So all in all, once I got that email, I was like basically screaming my head off. I'm sure my neighbors hated me, but I was stoked. Cool. This has all been quite heartwarming. Quite frankly, a little bit more heartwarming than I was expecting. <sighs> and now my my withered heart is three sizes bigger and I have to go on with these human emotions that I wasn't looking for. This is like this is like a seventies horror film where they've like spilled a little blood on the, the, the old sarcophagus and the heart starts beating again. Yeah, kinda. I mean, except that, you know, I'm way too Canadian and lazy to do anything. A Canadian horror film would just be an ancient revenant rising from the dead and going, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to impose, just that I'm back from the dead. And if you guys could get off of my ancient land, that'd be great. No, no, really. It's me who's inconveniencing you. I'm sorry. Or it's a movie but, about zombie beavers, one or the other. No, no, we don't joke about the zombie beavers, man. <laughs> that's that's an actual movie. I'm aware. That's why that's why I bring yeah. it up. It's an actual movie with animatronic beavers and people like that's a whole other thing. We can talk that anyway, let's move forward. Yeah, so let's, let's move forward. Zombie Beavers? I've watched that movie several times. <laughs> yes, I have. I have too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm not going to let Joe do this as much as he wants to. I'm instead going to say, okay, for those of us who have actually been playing Dragonflight, um, I was going to ask a question about it, but we did actually do the whole thing where we actually get news stories. I put them in the email. It wasn't a really great email because I was working as fast as I could. But I'm going to save up front. Overwatch 2 Season 2 started today. I mean, as we're talking, as we're recording this, it was today. We have Those somebody who plays Overwatch that can talk about yeah. it. It's great. Let's leave. That's what use of this. Yes, Renee. Um, welcome to Matt just basically gets you to talk for a while so he can drink liquid. It's it's a fascinating part of this podcast. Talk to me about Overwatch 2 Season 2. Uh, gosh, I feel really on the spot now. Um, yeah, that was what I was going for. Hurry up. I got to get yeah, this liquid Matt- yeah, Matt usually does that to me, and I don't really play Overwatch, so right. I don't know if this is better or worse. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, Overwatch 2, uh, Enact the Wrath of the Gods, is what my email says about Overwatch Season 2, and a godly collection of new content awaits, so I'm excited for the new content. I mean, to be honest, I took a long break from Overwatch, um, and... Uh, because it was just consuming way too much of my time. I was trying to perfect my Ash main. I was, I was an Ash main, so I was trying to perfect her and realize that I'm not as quick as everyone else is when playing in ranked games. So <laughs> I took a break. Um, but yeah, super excited about uh, getting back into Overwatch 2 wins and 2. Um, but yeah, I mean... How, how have you felt about the 5v5 format? I'm, I'm curious. You know, I... I haven't really engaged too much in the 5v5. Um, 
I, for me personally, I feel that it, it'll put a lot more pressure on me being kind of like a support person to not just, <laughs> sometimes I tend to hang out in the back, like trying to like support where I can, especially as like Ash or if I feel, uh, you know, spicy, I play a little bit of Widowmaker, but, um, you know, just trying to, you know, I feel like it puts a little bit more pressure on people to kind of be on their game and not really rely on that six man to kind of come in and, and help out. So I haven't experienced it yet, but knowing me, I feel like I'm going to have to, you know, really uh, get on my game uh, if I do intend on staying as a Nash main or, or playing as somebody else to really learn like, okay, this is what I do in this situation. This is what I do in this situation and hope that I don't mess things up. Yeah, it's, it is very much like there's less emphasis on the team play, um, mm -hmm. partially by design, partially because of, you know, the 5v5 format limiting the number of players, but it's there's a lot of individual like i don't want to necessarily say like there's a higher skill cap but there's a, there's definitely an emphasis on kind of brawling 1v1 or 1v2 i'd mm -hmm. say like even as a tank even as a healer which as a support main like moira has been my go-to because she's great at dealing damage and keeping herself alive mm -hmm. whereas some of the other healers that you know i used to play more for the uh, the 5v5 format um they're a bit harder to keep themselves alive. Yeah. The uh, the support passive has been helpful in that, but it's still there's a lot of emphasis on that like uh little like mini brawls rather than the kind of coordinated team play. It's it's a very different feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel in that way it it kind of feels a little uh Heroes of the Stormy like um cuz when I would play that game I always found myself, you know, up against a couple of people either on the you know, top lane or the bottom lane and you know, you either uh, you either get out of there or you, or you, do or you your know best. how to take them all down. Yeah, yeah. Or you do your best and hope you don't die too quick. So, unfortunately, I don't really know much about the new hero Ramatra. I I know that he's a tank and he's kind of he's got two different modes and it's meant to be like uh, play like I don't know if he's quite the playmaker, but I'm I'm curious to see how he plays because the the gameplay trailers made him look sort of like an amalgam of a couple other tanks. Um. And I'm also very curious about the how he's balanced right now because I know season one Sojourn is and probably or was and probably still is very strong, uh, and people were hoping for some balances there. So I'm curious if Ramatra is premiering really strong or really weak, and how they'll adjust because I know Blizzard has been kind of focused on not adjusting mid-season. Yeah, but we saw there's a ton of balance. There was a ton of balance changes going into seasons too. Yeah, um, yeah, that, and that's been, that's been the larger goal is is yeah. seasonal changes, but it's it's been you know varying levels of success among the player base because sometimes uh, Sojourn dominates for way too long. All right, well, well the next Ultra thing has actually oh, been coming nope. in extremely uh, overpowered at the moment. I've yeah. seen a lot of reports of how strong he is coming in. I personally, I get motion sick while playing the game. But I'm huge into the Overwatch League, so I follow a lot of people who play the game professionally and just watch people play. And yeah, he's coming in extremely strong. At the in fact, it's a good thing that there is no season going on right now. Just dominate <laughs> it. Well, okay. Is anyone else going to say anything else about Overwatch 2? Because I've tried to come in three times now. <laughs> Anybody else? No? Okay. Game Awards this week, um, Thursday. There's a lot of stuff to talk about there. 
before we get on to the stuff that is only tangentially, if best, Blizzard, let's talk about the big one. Do we expect a Diablo 4 announcement with the date? Yeah. We think, yeah. who else? With Anybody the, else? Gosh, I hope so. With the way the Twitter account's been active, I would be very surprised if, if it's not. I'll be disappointed because, you know, December 4th would have been better, but signs are pointing to yes. So, okay, the next question. When do you think it's going to be, if, if you think anything? Opening. So, no, no, I'm, I don't mean when you think the announcement's going to be. I mean, when do you think it's actually going to come out? April. Um, there's going to be a disclaimer that it'll be out by the end of next year. Yeah, I'm, but I don't know when next year. I think I think I'm on the Dan wavelength. I think we're going to get a on or before December 31st, 2023, or something like that for right now, and that may adjust. But I don't. I would be shocked if we get a hard, uh, hard promise date because for it to be in April, like they'd already have to be doing beta now. I, I forget. Was there a, like a, a report that went out, like a quarterly earnings where they said it was coming out in 23 or 24 yeah, we, already? We know it's coming out in 23. Yeah. And it is currently in closed beta. And according to how E3 was run last year, it has to be before E3 of next week because that was the big promise of anything mentioned in the one showcase had to be out before the next. So I guess we're all kind of in the yes camp, huh? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Uh, by the way, uh, Rachel, hi. Hi. Um, we're going to ease you into this. Uh, we'll, we'll throw some questions at you later. But right now, uh, Rachel's here. You guys know Rachel from the Rochelle. site. She, Rochelle, sorry. Uh, you know Rochelle from the site. Uh, <clears throat> there she is. Arch nemesis arrives. No, I'm, well. She's yeah, the head of I'm your also... fan club. Yeah. yeah. You can be both. Yeah, I would be. I totally That's would true. be. But, you know. I, I am kind of hurt that I don't get to be your arch nemesis, but you know, I did I did whiff when it came time to throw you in. Anyway, so we're thinking Diablo Four announcement at the Game Awards this coming Thursday, probably the first day, according to Mitch, and we're thinking sometime before E3 of 2023. This this seems to be the consensus for everybody here. Mm-hmm. Nick, yep. Renee, <laughs> Agreed. yeah. Agreed. I'm going to say this much. I don't know when it's coming out or when the announcement will be, but I'll tell you this. I have been ready for this game for years now. Like I was, I was at the last BlizzCon, the 20, the 2019 one. First BlizzCon I ever got to go to. Um, lots of adventures. Like there was a cat. There was, you know, people who were escaped from prison who looked like me. All sorts of interesting things happened. But I remember the Blizz, the, the BlizzCon presentation for the Diablo 4 trailer. I've never forgotten the pop. In, in the amphitheater when they played that. It was like, if you've ever been to a sporting event where like people come out and hit each other with things like wrestling or boxing, and the way the crowd can get completely nuts and just all get up and like, that was what that Diablo 4 announcement was. It was just the, the air in the room got sucked out. So yeah, I've been ready for this thing forever. I am, I am very hopeful that you guys are right and it's going to be next year because man, I want to play this game. Uh, if for nothing else than to see how it's changed from that 2019 demo, because right. it's been it's been like four years, guys, uh, by the time it comes out. So yeah, I definitely want to see that. It was a good demo, though. I enjoyed that demo. I played the heck out of that demo. I got in line four times for that demo, and it was a long line with lots of really drunk people at, at very <laughs> fairly, fairly early in the day. Like, man, you guys are drunk. You guys are way drunker than you should have been. Anyway, so yes, that's that's cool. That's that's something we could talk about more later. I do definitely want to talk more about Diablo 4. Uh, but we should mention Hearthstone's March of the Lich King is also out today, Liz? 
Uh, yes, it is now live, and I have not had a second available to play it today. No, no, so. I'm, not, I'm not asking you stuff like that. I'm just, this is the one with the uh, Death Knight as a, the new, like, play, you got a deck and the playable yes. hero and all that. Who's the hero? Yes. Is it Arthas? Yeah, it's Arthas. It's always Arthas. Can't we just <laughs> get rid of this guy for good? Apparently not. It's always Arthas. Well, I'm, I'm hopeful <sighs> at some point they'll have one of them alternate characters that, that could be Bolvar. Or as I like to call him, the Flame Royal Lich King operative. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's something that's happening. So we've mentioned that. I don't, since you haven't even got to play it, I don't think we're going to belabor I it. I haven't. I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing new beyond the initial announcements. It's just, it's here now. You can play it. You should check it out. Okay. Then at this point, we're going to move on and talk a bit about Dragonflight before we move on to the questions we got. Because we have so many people here today. I can have so much fun with these questions. Um, oh, Dragonflight. No. For people who've been playing it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna basically head down the, the line here, and unfortunately that means I'm gonna read people's names and then have to remember, oh no, that's not that's Rochelle. Don't don't call her by her her nickname. Uh, but reactions, what do you thought? How have you enjoyed it? What have you been doing? Uh, again, I am starting with you, Rochelle. Give me a you know, what I, what do you feel about this expansion? I love it. I was kind of apprehensive. You know, I was a little tired of Shadowlands and went in thinking that it's going to be the usual thing, like new systems, art's going to be great as usual, music's going to be great as usual. I have been sucked into these side quests, and I hit 70 just partway into the third zone. Like, I was doing every quest I could find. All the side quests are just, like, they're random stuff. They they tie into the main line, but not, like, directly. But they are just so wholesome and there's a real feeling of like sentimentality and world building there that I was just just doing side quests because for the pure enjoyment of it. And I don't know, the zones are beautiful. The music is amazing. I hated dragon writing until I got all the glyphs. But now that's kind of fun. I don't know. I'm just really enjoying it. And I don't feel like burnt out or like I have to be logging in every day to do stuff. It's great. Okay. Thank you. Um Flan, you're getting the same question, so. So I didn't really get to start playing until last Thursday, but I have been enjoying every single minute of it. I hit 70 around midday on Saturday, and mostly right now I'm just exploring every single nook and cranny. Like, I've spent the last hour or so just hanging out in the Dragon's Horde, the speakeasy in Valdraken, just to figure out what exactly its time secrets are. And at the beginning of this podcast, a dance party walked through the main door and just started dancing for a half hour. So I'm going to find out all of its little secrets, because apparently it's also a fight club. Good luck. I, I hope you And then you're going to write club. an article about it. Exactly. Right? Okay. Well, Dan, since you jumped in, have you been playing? Uh, I have, and I did not intend to. I canceled my subscription over the summer, and uh, I wasn't going to play. Um, and then all of you in Discord started talking about how great it was when it launched and how much fun you were having. And so I dipped my toe in, and I've been playing ever since. And it's uh, it's it's the usual you know, Blizzard smooth experience, but it's, <clears throat> for me... I'm doing a lot of mining and herb gathering to take advantage of the market at the moment. And that leads me off course constantly. And I'm always finding little things when I run after a node or an herb or on the other side of the mountain for something. There's always little side quests, little conversations. It's just, it's so detailed and packed with things that it's, it's just fascinating how much they got in there. Um, so I'm enjoying it greatly. 
Um, the other thing, and I'm only halfway through the, pardon me, a third of the way through the second zone. Um, the other thing I noticed is uh, in the first zone, uh, a guy asks you to go get a present for his husband. And I thought, oh, great. They're showing different kinds of relationships. Well, they threw one in. But then I got to the second zone and there's two more. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. They're you actually, actually going to do this. They're not going to throw out. Guys. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, they're not going to throw out the token. They're actually going to move forward with this. So that is super great. Very happy about that, too. Okay. Uh, Joe? Hi. Yes. I enjoy Same it. question, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a ton of fun. <laughs> um, I have lost hours. So there was this thing where, like, back in you olden days, I would was totally that person. I'm sure a lot of us were that. You know, I could sit down and I could play the game for just hours on end and like not a care in the world, just like, you know, going through and farming like bloody heroes, stuff like that. But I haven't done that in a long, long while, um, even with Shadowlands. And, and as much as I enjoyed the previous expansions, I didn't really lose time. I was very cognizant of what my goals were and where I was going. But like Dan, I'm just kind of going everywhere even after i hit max level and especially after i got the dragon riding glyphs which you know you're absolutely right it makes a huge difference um i just kind of go off where i find mining nodes and i'm finding random quests and i'm finding uh little tiny hidden things um i found a wyvern fox mount um so now I'm a tiny Vulpera on a Fox Wyvern because that's a thing that I can do. And I wouldn't have found that if I didn't randomly go and just talk to an NPC that was sitting on a stump. Like it, it has a lot of the charm of like what I remember through the rose tinted lenses of looking back at like the olden days and like just kind of that exploration. But like we, we talked about this a little bit on the podcast on, on, on lore watch. It still gives you the overarching goal but you are encouraged to go explore and just randomly find stuff. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, usually by this point in the expansion, I'm like, all right, raids got a release. I need to start raiding now. Cause I got nothing else to do. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly content. Like just flying around and randomly, randomly bopping things on the head with my dragon as I barrel into them at top speed. Pretty, <laughs> pretty sure my dragon needs a helmet at this point. Blizz, if you could give my my dragon a, a crash helmet, I would appreciate it because I'm pretty sure I've concussed it at least ten times by now. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just a ton of fun. It's a lot of it's a it's the most fun I've had in a while. I'll say that much. Okay, uh, Liz, uh, I am also having a ton of fun. I just I don't. Everyone has said so much about this game. I just, one of the things I think World of Warcraft had lost a lot of lately was kind of that joy of exploring. And when I think of the difference between vanilla and today, it's about having this huge unexplored world that you would look in every corner and you were always finding something new. And if there was a secret, it would just be something kind of whispered about. And now information is so readily available. Cinematics are up immediately. There's so much data mining. And I think data mining is very useful. It makes a lot of things easier. It makes, it's, it's so helpful to be able to go onto Wowhead and say, okay, I'm looking for this thing. Where is it? I'm so tired of looking for this thing. What can I kill that drops it? But also it removes some of the mystery. And it feels like Dragonflight has brought a lot of mystery back because there is something shoved into every corner of this world. The zones are huge and they're full of NPCs and the NPCs all have things to say, not just, hey, take this quest and go over there and kill these 10 rock monsters. It's uh, 
they they talk about what they're doing there. They talk about why they're in the Dragon Isles. They talk about what their job is. You like almost every NPC has something like that. And one of the things that I've noticed that seems kind of minor but feels very big in world building, a lot of the NPCs, there are lots and lots of NPCs with names, with unique names. So it's like there isn't just Consguard. There's like Consguard so and so so and so so and so. There are like half a dozen of them with actual names. And they can have unique, you know, they aren't all the same NPC. You don't just get, uh, oh, well, you know, we have this place and we're just dropping, you know, we got a bunch of Consguards. We're just gonna drop this one here, 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 you know? It feels more like a real world, like a real place inhabited by real people who have real things to say to you. And they can be hidden in weird little corners of the world. And it's just great to wander around and find things and see what people have to say. Yesterday, I probably spent like an hour flying around in circles looking for this mining dwarf that I was told was somewhere over here. That if you talk to her, she gives you plus 10 mining skill, mining knowledge. And it's like, I, I knew where she was on the map. I had a map marker. I knew where she was. And it's like, okay, I still have to fly around in circles. Okay, maybe she's there. No, maybe she's down here. Maybe no, she's over. You know, and it's been, you know, it took a really long time just to find her and just have a little conversation. Then it's like, oh, yeah, I got some, I got some use out of that. But I also spent like a half hour flying around in circles. But it feels like, you know, spending your half hour flying around in circles looking for things. It feels rewarding. Like you've learned something about the world. Like you're a part of the world. Like, there are things to find and discover, and that's so cool. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, Mitch? Oh, boy. You guys you guys said a lot of good stuff. It's hard to follow that. But uh, I I mean, really, though, like, you guys are all, you've, you've nailed it. Um, it's It does feel kind of like a new era for WoW and the WoW team as a whole. Like, uh, you know, I know it's been talked about elsewhere and maybe even here, how it, it feels kind of, you know, there's like the three expansion kind of arcs that happen um and 10.0 just kind of happened to kick off a new arc but it also kind of you know amidst everything else that was happening at blizzard uh it it kind of comes out and says like you know we're we're not defined by the company we still love this game we still pour our passion into the writing the stories the characters the world everything like it's it feels like a a new era for a while um i've also really been enjoying dragon riding and i actually just like a minute ago finished uh the advanced courses like going for gold on all of those um in the dragon races and those are they're so fun it's it's just it's a blast and like again it's just one of those things that it's part of the world um and it makes it like it's even it makes sense that the bronze dragon flight is you know doing the races so it's just it's one of those touches yeah they're timekeepers why wouldn't they exactly like but it's perfect but it's still like it's fun and it makes sense and it all just comes together really nicely. Um, I also am able to praise both Yogg and Nazoth at once. I don't care if that's not like a meta build or whatever, but I love it. Um, I was not sold on the talents initially. I, I was and then I wasn't. And now I kind of am again, even though I have so many buttons, I feel like compared to normal. But um, praise Yogg. Praise Yogg. Okay. Uh, Renee, I know you don't play. Uh, World of Warcraft right now, so I'm not going to ask you about it, because that would be weird. But, uh, Nick, if you've got anything to add? Uh, yeah, so I am having, like, just piggybacking off of everyone, having a lot of fun with it. I would say for me that 
I came in smack in the middle of like Battle for Azeroth. And then so when Shadowlands launched, I devoted a lot of time. And in retrospect, and it's because of playing through Dragonflight now, I've only gotten about halfway through the second zone. And that's because I am a notorious like herb picker. I will hmm. jump in the air and then crash down 10 feet later to pick up a batch of herbs and do it all over again. And I will do that for hours. But um, story-wise, I, f- I enjoyed Shadowlands. But for Dragonflight, it feels authentic's not the word but unique like with each zone in shadowlands you they all had their own sub stories but it was all in service to like this greater plot of like you know the arbiter and all that stuff but with like dragonflight i each zone feels more alive and yes while it's its own self-contained story i really am enjoying like how fleshed out everyone is um so that's that's something that i'm enjoying a, a lot about the specific expansion the side quest writing is phenomenal that's my favorite part of it all all right um i was going to throw in one thing that i noticed because there's a dock in the waking shore it's just off by itself kind of near the place where you find the the one little dragon egg that you managed to rescue if you've done that bit which you know it's on a week guys that's the starting area but regardless it's not really a spoiler you save a dragon egg Woo! uh but regardless in that area, but south of it, there's a dock with Tuscar, and there they have a boat that comes in, and you can get on that boat, and that boat takes a half an hour of real time to get <laughs> down to the uh, the next zone, the Onarian Plains. I'm not kidding; it's an actual half an hour. I timed it. I watched videos while my character was just sitting on this turtle very slowly moving down the coast and the npcs are having all these conversations and all that stuff you guys have been saying but it really blew my mind that they put a boat in the game that goes nowhere for half an hour <laughs> it's like you're doesn't just, it like connect to northrend and other continents too or one of them i does? think the other one does the oh, one the that other, i okay. got the, the one that this the place it takes you is the place that i think connects everywhere else but gotcha. the one that the one you get on in the waking shore that takes you down into the Anarian Plains, it's literally just a half hour boat to get down where you could have gotten down on your mountain like ten seconds. It, and it's I loved it. And I've 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 been running around the Anarian Plains. I could easily be six, 69 by now because I have been taking my time like mad today. But like I'm I've been running around the Anarian Plains taking pictures of myself with everything even remotely friendly. Like every batar, <laughs> this giant lizard monster that, that becomes your friend. Um, ducks. I just I'm just doing quests right now to save ducks. Oh, have, uh, have you done the thing with like the yeti? The no, I'm not yet. Toe jam the terrible. Okay, He's cool. such a good quest. It's such a great moment. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It made Part me of the giggle. That I've, this expansion has also been really encouraging me to play alts at the same time. So instead of spending all my time focusing on one character, I keep cutting over to the next alt and leveling them because the, the mount stuff is account wide, the glyphs, everything it's account wide. So if you get all that stuff on one character, your other characters have it. Yeah. So it makes leveling so much easier. Yeah. You can, you can have your, your character with the, the five or even, you know, six vigor, like, you know, starting, which is just a huge change. Uh, but at this point, we've been going on for a bit. Uh, trying to think of, we've got other stuff to talk about. Let me look at this. Oh yeah. Um, actually, I don't really think we have much else. 
I don't think we really need Mitch to go on a, a tirade about bug snacks, but I will let him have just a brief statement to people who haven't played it yet. Go ahead, Mitch. Tell people why they should be playing bug snacks. Then we're going to go on to do some some because questions. Because not only is it game is it a game where you're on an island full of like snacks with googly eyes that make cute, adorable like Pokemon like sounds, but it's McDonald's, also, it's McDonald's commercials from the 90s made into a video game is really what yeah, it is. But there's also like, you know, some pretty horror elements to it in like the weirdest, best way. And oh, yeah, no, it is. It is. It is a Kafka fever dream. It's it's uh, thank you. That's it's fantastic. These look and like some of the toys from Toy Story. Yeah. They're after, so after Sid's got a hold of them. Yep. No, no, they're beautiful creatures and I love them all. Okay, well, Joe has pushed Mitch's button, so I don't have to. Uh, we're going to do a few questions. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a few questions here before we wrap things up. We've actually got about half an hour, so we may get through these questions and have to talk about other things, too. But we'll find out. Uh, two of them are from Shadna, and one of them is from Tetsemi, because that we didn't get that many questions this week. Um, which it happens, you know. Uh, first one I'll read, because we've got so many people here today, it's just probably more efficient. Otherwise, I would be literally having to pick... Actually, holy cow, no, that's a great no, idea. No, I won't no. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, what's a great idea? No, don't worry about it. Uh, this Discord channels have been full of people pointing out that they have leveled faster than expected. I'm doing all the quests other than dungeons and doing some mining slash blacksmithing as I go, but nothing excessive, yet I am level 67 and I'm still in the Anarian Plains, and I think I have most of it left to do. I don't recall even Warlords of Draenor, with its bonus objectives every five feet, leveling this quickly. Personally, I'm not bothered by it. Whether I do the content at 67 or 70 is not much of an issue for me. What's your take on the leveling experience? I'm going to answer this first and then throw it around to the rest of you guys. I, I think the re- leveling experience is perfect. This is probably one of my favorite leveling expansions. And I'm not even 70 yet. Like I, I'm not hurrying. I'm just taking my time. I'm most of the way through the Anarian Plains now, I think. Uh, I, I don't know how much... I am through them. I've, I've done a few side objectives. I've done pretty much every story quest I can get my hands on before going to the really big story quest. I tend to do that. Um, like I did the Ruby life pools and I did everything I could before I triggered. Oh no, bad stuff is happening because you know, I, I wanted to see all of it. Did bad stuff happens. Eh, depending on your point of view. Um, so for me, I think this is possibly one of the best ones. I, I know that we have Azure span left to go. I'm pretty sure I'll be level 70 pretty quickly through Azure Span. Uh, it seems to be where most people hit. And I think it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a really well-done expansion in terms of that. I feel like you can level as fast as you really want to. How much How much tolerance do you have for pushing it? Because if you really want to push it, you can be Mitch. And again, perfectly valid uh, play style. Or you can be like me and be like, okay, I've played an hour. I'm going to switch to a different character now. I don't want to get going too fast or nothing. Oh, oh, it's all hot up here in the Dragon Isles. It kind of does look like it's hot at least. Um, so yeah, that's that's one for me. Uh, I really feel bad we didn't get any good questions for Renee. Um, so uh, I'm going to throw this one over to, to Nick. Nick, what do you feel about the speed of leveling in this expansion? So initially I did think that um, I was pinging a little faster through the Waking Shores. But then it kind of... It felt like the first three really blew, blew by. And then it tapered off once I really hit the Narn Plains. And I think I'm about 67. And I think I just hit like that, that right level now where there's still like that incentive to continue exploring. But it's not like a, I have to find a way to 
maximize my time efficiently. I could just explore. I would gain levels, and I I agree with the earlier assessment that it's I'm en- enjoying it. Okay, uh, then we'll go with Mitch. What do you think, Mitch? <laughs> I like it was it was nice in the fact that I didn't actually have to stay up for like twelve plus hours. I did, but I didn't have to. It was a choice, not a requirement. I I hit level after just under eight hours. Um, But regardless of that speed leveling madness, um, I've been curious about if it will get nerfed at all. Because, like, that's kind of the thing, is that at the very end of an expansion, uh, you know, it gets nerfed and leveling gets made easier. And right now, it it feels like it's already easy having the account-wide talents for your dragon is going to make it super easy for alts already. Like I'm, I'm kind of curious just down the line, if we don't get that adjustment or if it's just going to become like the place to go through when you're doing uh chromie time or whatever it's going to be called. Nas time. But yeah, I like, it's, it's really cool. And it's, it's nice to see that um, you can definitely level how you want to. And it still doesn't feel like you need to go out of your way to get to the next level. Okay, Liz. Um, I think, yes, leveling is very fast, but, okay, I, I am going to be the odd one out and actually have a complaint about the leveling system. Uh, I have enjoyed it very much. I love all the side quests, and I keep getting dragged into side quests. I am currently level 68, and I've just started Azur Span. Now, the issue here is if I hit level 70, and I'm going to hit level 70 pretty soon. I'm like the tiniest bit from level 69 right now. When I hit level 70, I'm not going to be able to do uh, a lot of in-game activities until I finish the main story quest. And the fact that there's so much to explore, but I still have to finish the main story quest, like get to the end, it feels like there's a little mismatch there because I'm going to be out enjoying the game, enjoying the story, and I'm going to hit 70 and I'm like, okay, I need to do my level 70 stuff and it's none of it's going to be there. So I I feel like there's a little, dis, you're a little disincentivized from doing all of this fun stuff, this exploring, going and dragon riding, going and working on professions because you have to get through the main story crest. Right now, we have a week until the raids roll out, and it just feels like, oh, I don't have time to explore. I've got to get it. I've got to finish this main story quest. I've got to level my professions. I've got to gear up. And it's like, I wish I wish these were a little more integrated so I could kind of, so I could still enjoy exploring and not feel like I can only focus on the main story quest when there's so much to enjoy. A fair point. Uh, Joseph? What did I do wrong? You called me it's Joseph. A, yeah, I know. I <laughs> felt bad when I did it. Let's assume you did something. You did something. We both knew I'm, you did something. I'm sure I did. Um, I really enjoyed the leveling experience this time around. Um, it's giving Warlords of Draenor a run for its money as far as best leveling experience, just because of how everything is laid out. I like the fact that, and I don't know if this was a bug or a feature, uh, and I'm pretty sure it was a feature because I couldn't find anything about it being a bug. But the levels don't infinitely scale with you as you level. There is a point where it encourages you to move on, but still stays within a range that you can keep going and you still get something. And, but like, so if you want to keep exploring, you're not falling so far behind, but it just feels genuinely good. Uh, it also doesn't do some of the things that a lot of the previous expansions have done, like pull you out of your your sort of like wandering around the world to force you to go deal with the table 
Uh, I personally really enjoy that. I enjoy the fact that I don't have a mission table that is required for me to progress in a campaign or story or, or leveling. Um, just, just there is a quest where you just have to fix a table. <laughs> I mean, fixing a table is fine. Having to sit there and like send stuff out and do that, nah. But I mean, like it, it's just it feels good. And like the leveling experience, I think they got pretty close to. I, I don't want to say perfect because I don't think anything's perfect, but like pretty close to like the best balance that they could. And I really enjoy it. So I'm just having a good time with it so far. Like I'm not, I like being, I think I was 68 uh, when I left uh, Onahara Plains. And then I was like maybe 10 minutes into or 20 minutes in 30 minutes into like Azure span before I was like creeping up on 70 and then gearing's been super easy as well. Um, I like a lot of the stuff they're doing with the the uh, professions. This expansion, uh, I haven't figured it all out yet because I, I that's one of the things that I stayed kind of blind to going into this, and I'm kind of figuring it out as I go along and and figuring out what to do with it. I like some facets of it. I like the interactivity of it. Uh, I like the fact that there's a little bit of inner reliance again, which is going back to that sort of nostalgia feeling back in back in ye olden days when we played wow uphill both ways in the snow you had <laughs> you had to rely on other players to get your gear or to craft things and you had to interact with folks uh and it was like it took a village like i still remember making the uh uh the the chromium pants uh which was a mail item that you needed to get like x number of things including like abomination stitches in order to get done then you had to find somebody who had the pattern and have it crafted and hopefully that was a person that was trustworthy they took out the uh unknown aspect of it with work orders which i think is really really neat um there's different things that they do with that that make that engaging so i'm just i'm impressed i'm impressed so far with the loving experience i'm impressed so far with the number of objectives just hidden throughout the world uh you know main story quest not notwithstanding because we're only in chapter one really so but i'm just Mm -hmm. i I'm very pleased. I'm very pleased so far. All right. Thank you. Uh, plan. You go. You go. You go. So I'm actually on. have a 270. Uh, the second time around, it was significantly faster because by that point, Adventure Mode had been active, at which point I can go to any zone and pick that as my starting. So I went to uh, Azure Span the second time around, the Tuscar and all the magic. And it was significantly faster to level. But by that point, my main had started accumulating renown which unlocked more question that were open to my alts and since i had already maxed out flying i was able to pretty much go anywhere rapidly and yes you can level faster but you're still taking in the entire story in your own uh way like you pick the zone you want to start in and you can just do that entire zone and work cool thanks for telling us i'm sure mitch will be making use of this to now have 17 shadow priests i I say this like i have any room to talk I was going to say, Mr. Mr. A Thousand Warriors and A Thousand Shamans, we can't say anything to Mitch. Believe it or not, I am the, like, least alt approach. Like, I never level alts, or very rarely. I didn't level a single alt in Shadowlands. I believe you. Uh, But, you know, we've we've made her wait by by switching the alphabetical order. So let's get Rochelle in here. Um, Anything you want to add? I kind of had a revelation when I was doing all of these quests. And, you know, I'm very, well... I leveled after work, so it wasn't really like that quick to me because I only played a couple hours each night. 
But I realized that with adventure mode and with all of these side quests, so like, you know, the standard person will level with the main storyline and then they'll hit 70. And when you do your alts, you can you can have a different leveling experience every single time you level an alt. And I think that might have been their goal. And I think that's really nice because the complaint about leveling is that you, the story, just, you know, just over and over and over. And now when you do alts, you can have a completely different story each time just by picking where you want to go and which quest you want to focus on. And it just seems like it's actually making the leveling experience fun rather than a chore and kind of feels like they've gone way more all friendly. Cool. Good points. Um, Dan, I don't know if you want to talk because I know you're having connection issues, but if you do, please do. Uh, I'm of two minds on the quick leveling. On the one, I really love it because I get access to the new deeper talents, which on my druid, I really love those uh, hard to reach talents and I'm getting access to them quicker. So I enjoy that. The downside is um, it's not so much about hitting 70, but when you finish the initial four zones of content, it's kind of a grind after that. Um, so usually I, I lose interest um, when I hit the level cap because it's usually at the end of the initial content. And then after that, it's a lot of uh, daily and repeatable stuff. Um, so I don't know. I, I'll i be interested to see. I don't think I'll lose interest when I hit 70 because there's so much great content ahead. But uh, in general, I'm glad we can level up quicker because I love the talents. All righty. Um... Next question I'm actually going to go with because thank God it's not about World of Warcraft specifically. We can get uh, Renee to get to talk in here, and I would really appreciate that. So this one's from Tetsemi. Uh, hi, Tetsemi. He asked a lot of questions. Uh, question for the Blizzard Watch podcast episode 400 Spectacular. What was your first Blizzard game? What was the first article you wrote for BW or the site that shall not be mentioned? It was called Wow Insider, guys. We're not afraid of the words. Um, what Blizzard character from any franchise would you like to have food slash drinks and conversations with and where? So, Renee, since you didn't get to talk for that whole period of time, go. Thanks. I just want to say that you've all convinced me to play uh, Wow again. So, good job. <laughs> Yay, the chimp will be in soon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Gotta dust off the old uh night elf hunter. Oh yeah. The bomb says my... no, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that my pets aren't too mad at me because I disappeared for like six years. <laughs> Where have <laughs> you been? Fine. Where... Yeah. Where have you been? Been so long. Um, so my first Blizzard game was uh Diablo. Uh, which was also my first PC game uh, ever. So I liked the look of it when I bought it because I thought um, Diablo was a cool uh, sounding name and the cover art drew me in. So I played uh, Diablo and that's what uh, started my love of Blizzard games in, in total was, was that game. So uh, my first article is the only article I have up right now, which is about uh, the... Um, Upcoming TV shows and films that are based off of video games. If anyone's read that and is looking forward to some uh, video game movies and TV shows. So that's the only one that I that I have up there. It won't be my last, obviously. And uh, the character that I would love to talk to. That is a really good question. Uh, it would It would have to be Tyrael. Uh, just because I would love to see him in a social situation 
like a restaurant where he would just have to talk about his favorite book and just <laughs> kind of see what he would say. Being immortal is very complicated. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of like, oh, you know, what do you think about Andor, Tyrael? You like the show, huh? You like you like uh, you like Star Wars, and see what he would say. Like, put him in. A <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm very fond of a TV show named Bones, but only the first couple of seasons. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, that's an yeah. in joke for people who don't know. <laughs> the actor who plays Tyrael in Diablo Three was also on that show. Anyway, I'm sorry, Renee. Yeah. Are you, so, yeah. what are you going to eat with him? Uh, I would probably take him to, you know, you start, you start him off with, uh, the best food around, which is tacos. Um, take him to a Mexican restaurant, see if he'll like drink a margarita with you and see what happens from there. See what he gets talking about, you know, uh, to ask him if, uh, Mathiel is really, uh, as scary as he seems to be. And, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so Renee's plan is to get Tyrael drunk and get get him to gossiping about his siblings. Gotcha. That's right. <laughs> okay, now we're going to jump over to Rochelle. Same question. Okay, so the first Blizzard game I ever played was WoW, way back in 2008. Um, and then I, because I wasn't really a gamer, and I started playing it, and I branched out, and I really only play a couple things at a time. Um, my... First article, I had to go back 34 pages to look. It is oh, wow. Discipline and Holy in patch 6.2 back in 2015. That was when I started being a priest counterpart of Mitch. And Arr. yeah, that's where our rivalry comes from. Shadowverse Holy. So for the Blizzard character, I did not expect to fall in love with the Blue Dragonflight so much. And I honestly don't know who I would choose between Calicos and Cindergosa. I straight up just fell in love with Cindergosa the second she spoke. And I looked up her voice actress, who is simply amazing. It's the original actress. I wouldn't have guessed her voice is so different. She's been voice acting most of my life. It's and not her fault they told her to shriek like that. I seriously, but she does like monster sounds and then she does Cinder Ghost's voice and it's so beautiful and okay, uh it'll probably be Cinder Ghost, but Caligos is a very close second. And I don't know where we would go. Probably a really cool inn because I love the inn music, but yeah, I just I just love the blue dragon flight so much and that was so unexpected. Didn't think that would happen. Alrighty. Um gonna go with Joe. Oh man, uh, I don't know if I remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, the very first Blizzard game I ever played it was a little title called Rock and Roll Racing, uh, which I didn't <laughs> realize was a Blizzard title. Uh, I just played it because it had a really, really kind of rip roaring soundtrack, and my friend had it and it was fantastic. Uh, and it kind of just accidentally fell into the Blizzard like rabbit hole from there. Uh, Matt and I used to talk about uh, burning through discs of Diablo, and I don't mean copying them. I mean, like, actually playing the game so much that the disc was unreadable because CD drives at that time were just trash. Yeah, um, CD drives back then would melt your disc. <laughs> and uh, I think I went through three, maybe four. Um, yeah, the very first article I wrote for Blizzard Watch was a welcome back post, uh, basically uh, about swing healing. Uh, which was hilarious and uh, something that I wanted to do for a long time, but, you know, got to do it. But the very first 
article that I ever wrote was actually like a brief introduction, but then responding to the Paragon healing scare. And I don't know if anybody still remembers that, but Paragon was a guild that was uh, basically had shunted shaman and just would not use them for healing because mathematically they were, were not ideal. And people were starting to like chicken little, the sky is falling and Oh God, no shaman are broken. We're never going to get to play them again. And then like, I, I literally spent the entire first article breaking down why you shouldn't be worried about what top guilds are doing because the reality is even if you want to be the best player, most of, most of the time you're not going to be at that level and you're not going to be worrying about like half a percent, but it was, it was a much, much wilder time, which is also why the very first comment I got on that article was that I was trash and the worst thing that ever happened to wow and shaman because you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. Um, and let's see what blizzard character from any franchise would you like to have food or drink with Lorewalker Cho, because that dude tells stories and weird stuff happens. And that just seems like a great time. Like, I just want to go to karaoke bar with this man and like sit down, have some like really adult tea and just like go to town and have him tell stories in the middle of like singing, like pull a full like William Shatner, like talk singing and like just have like Mogu fighting and stuff. Like, it was just cool. I, I would I would totally just love to have a conversation with with uh, Laura Walker Cho. OK, uh, Nick. Well, the very first Blizzard game that I ever played was uh, Starcraft for Nintendo 64. One of my cousins had it and I was enthralled watching him build collecting for the lack of a better word fight um and i never quite played it on my own after that but it was always with my cousin so that was like one of the things about it that sticks out to me um the very first article that i ever wrote was last month um about when we can expect potentially uh Ulduar to drop in wrath classic and then Two days later was the NetEase news, and I think I was one of the very few people online at Discord when Liz asked about who can write it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of my time throwing zone. You in a, throwing you in at the deep end. And I, so while Ulduar was technically, that Ulduar one was technically like my first article, the NetEase one was more of a real test for me because I remember looking at that and I was like, just sit back and let's see if anyone else answers. And then I go and I look on the sidebar and I was like, oh, most people are probably offline. I'm probably one of the few people online. All right, <laughs> why not? Let's do it. Um, so, yeah, uh, as far as Blizzard characters, God, it's a tie between Rathian because and I wouldn't take him for food or drinks, but I would have a conversation with him and have him like listen to Purple Rain and all things like Prince and, <laughs> and be like, dude, he already he already knows, man. He's already this got is, the hair. He's got the hair. There is no way he has not heard of Prince. This is you. This is you in my world. <laughs> and then um, the other one would be Senegos because uh, here in California we have some like really cool coastline, and for some reason that quest line and the uh in asuna for legion when you meet uh them and the rest of the blue dragonflight and their interactions with the withered always really stuck with me as something as like my time playing through like the um really quick version of legion through the pre-squish um leveling experience cool all right um 
going to go with Flan here because we're going to going to like have Liz back clean up on this whole thing. Flan, go. So my first Blizzard game was Warcraft of Orcs and Human. I got it as a demo on a demo disc that was just saying, "Hey, this is a company. Check out what they have." And I was hooked ever since. I uh, bought the full game shortly thereafter. And then uh, came Warcraft 2. Loved uh, the games back then because you would have the full manuals that had all lore and backgrounds. That was uh, My first article was Aka, oh my gosh, chocolate caramel pretzel bars. Aka, my gosh! <laughs> yep. And uh, I'm looking over that right now and I'm like, I can make a batch of these right now and I'm quite happy. But that was the first of the many what does this have to do with a blizzard comments that I <laughs> tend to read? It's called fun, you troglodytes. Have yeah. some. <laughs> and uh, I would probably go on a pub crawl throughout Boralus with a uh, fair, f- uh, with Flynn Fairwind. Uh, Boralus has the most bars per capita that I've seen anywhere in the game. I still don't think I found them all. And I just think that he would probably know where all the best dives. Dang, that's a good answer. Yeah, good answer. Uh, and Liz, uh, I, I don't think Dan wants to answer this, but he's welcome to. So if Dan, if you want to answer it, go for it. And then we're going to get to Liz. Yeah, I'm happy to answer. Uh, my first Blizzard game was World of Warcraft. I was, and still am, a diehard MMORPG player. So I've been playing EverQuest for the previous five years. And when WoW came on, it was it was next level. And um, I played so much that I started writing guides for uh, a class druid blogs um, that were just run by players. And so then when I applied, I used that as my experience to show what I can do. I cannot find my first post. It is lost to time. Um, the site got gobbled up uh, after we left, and I cannot track it down. Um, in case anybody didn't know, um, WoW Insider was a spinoff of joystick and joystick was a spinoff of engadget so a lot of our stuff uh old stuff is now archived on engadget still except i was doing some mad googling to try and find it and i landed on a page that said wowinsider.com is up for sale which i found very amusing <laughs> so i tried i tried to put in a a one dollar offer <laughs> it, i got a, i got an error back that said please put in an actual offer so Oh. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, oh, so on that point real quick, um, there was a point you all may remember that we um, changed over to wow.com for a oh, while. Boy. Yep. Yep. Oh, boy. I could not. I'll make this short. <laughs> I'll make this short, <laughs> but I thought you guys would want to know. So uh, AOL, owned, who owned us, owned uh, a lot of URLs, and uh, a list went around of a bunch of URLs that they owned that were going to be up for renewal, and there's like, should we even bother? And on that list was wow.com. They owned it. And somebody said, hey, we have a World of Warcraft site. Let's use it over there. So we ended up, that's how we ended up becoming wow.com. They had the URL for a long time, and they didn't know it. And oh, Blizzard was not happy with that one. No, um, but they didn't have any. They had no recourse on that one. And uh, anyways, that's the history of the site name. Uh, last one. Uh, who would I talk to if I could? This is uh, immediate, no question. Theotar the Mad <laughs> in Revendreth was the most delightful character to spend time with in Shadowlands. I just could not spend enough time with him. He threw a really good party, and, uh, let's be honest. Uh, well, yeah, which makes, you know, I just sit around and drink his tea and eat his uh, desserts. So, 
there's my answer. Alrighty, thank you, Dan. Uh, Liz, you're batting cleanup, so go ahead. Oh gosh, um, my right. very first. Well, hold on a second. Hmm? Did we? Uh, Mitch didn't get. We didn't get to Mitch. You're and right. Renee, right? Ah, and Renee. No, Renee opened. Renee opened. Did Renee opened. That's. Yep. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That's too many people. That's the problem. That's yeah, the there, problem with having this many people on a podcast. You have to remember everyone all the I, time. The thing is, I remembered Mitch was here, but for some reason, I thought he'd already gone. Well, well he no, hasn't. He skipped to go play bug snacks. So, Mitch, you will be going now. Oh, okay. Letting Liz sit and stew upon her answer for bad and clean up. Stew. Um, I let's see. I watched my cousin play Warcraft three a lot actually before I ever like started playing the games. Um, and I think he would play the custom modes a lot, especially like the winter malls. Uh, and I used to love that, and I really wanted to play. And at some point or another, I picked that and StarCraft up, I think, kind of close to the same time. But I always played Warcraft 3 more. Um, and I, then I you know, had a small group of friends who I discovered played it when I was in sixth grade. Um, and we played it for a while, and then WoW came out. And it wasn't until, uh, I think, March of 2005, so like four months after launch, that I picked up WoW. But... I remember X-Play did their review of it and they spoke so highly of it. And it was such a funny review to me at the time that like I had to get the game. So uh, my cousin and I ended up both getting it together. Um, and boy, I had no idea what I was doing. I told a friend to meet me under the waterfall in Orgrimmar, um, not realizing that servers were a thing. And I was like, where are you, man? We would, you know, call each other on the phone to uh, coordinate while we're partying. So even though uh, WoW is my first game, WoW is, as we said, 18 years old. So, yeah. I'd And uh, as far as characters, I'd take, you know, get drinks, food with, like, Zalatath. I, I really think we'd get along, and I think she would want to hear about my cats. Probably more about your cats than you. I, uh, yeah, I want to hear more about my cats than me. <laughs> they're yeah. awesome. Plus, they're pretty much old gods. So, yeah. then, I, I'm you've done, right? I didn't, like, that's everything you didn't have. Yeah. Else? I mean, I, you know, I, I would also lump Sylvanas up there, but I know she is hard at work and I really, the world is dependent on her to get Thanos back in our lives. So I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, oh, she's going to oh. find him. They're going to reunite. And then he's going to say mean things to us right away. Yeah. <laughs> and then Toronto will kill him again. Anyway, Liz. I mean, Taranda isn't allowed to kill him again because I want to kill him. I am so, I am so annoyed that after going through so much of Warcraft, playing Battle for Azeroth as Horde, every time you speak to him, he like puts you down. He acts like you're no good. He's just a jerk every time he opens his mouth. I didn't get to, I did not get to kill this man. I'm so, ah, Taranda, why? I know why. Taranda. <laughs> Clearly, oh. she had never read any of our old articles about why you shouldn't kill steel. <laughs> uh, okay, I should actually, I should actually ask a question. Okay, okay, I can do this. Um, uh, my first Blizzard game was Diablo One, and uh, that game still sticks with me like so much. The ending cinematic of Diablo One, like. That just, that threw me for such a loop. I think I can just talk about this. Diablo 1 is kind of old at this point. Um, 
you just go through this entire game trying to defeat this demon, and this demon is actually uh, a small child who sho- who had a crystal shoved in his head with the demonic powers and the crystal that turned him into Diablo something something. And you you grab the crystal and you're like, hmm, what can I do to contain this demon? And it's like, oh, I'm going to shove this crystal into my chest. Our well, that heads. sounds like a forehead. great idea. Yep, forehead. Yeah, forehead. Like yeah. Idea. So I would do that. And in D&D. I- Oh, wow. Yeah, you you sure would. I can You sure tried. I can see that happening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that just that really struck me and that still sits with me as one of my the most surprising video game moments because you just, you know, you're playing this hero, you're like going in bashing the demons and then in the end it's like, "Oh, well, hmm. Someone needs to contain this. Why don't I just shove it into my skull? That should be fine. And I guess it was fine because then we had to have Diablo 2 and then Diablo 3 and now soon, hopefully, Diablo 4. So it worked out well for someone. Not my hero from Diablo 1, but for someone else, it worked out really well. We've got a lot of games to play from that moment. Um. Oh, great. Now, uh, my first post. I believe my first post was about there were... Okay, I can't find this because it was like... 16 years ago. <laughs> I I want to say it was about Paladin Librams. There was a uh, very was this a thing in Burning Crusade? I don't remember. There was Libram's like a special work. a special gear slot. Yeah, yep. there was a gear slot for Librams and other things. Yeah, because so every every class I had first, a special gear slot, yeah. So, I think my first post was about uh those being added into the game and what they were uh so, you know, that's been a few days. That was a little while ago. Uh, who would I take out for food and drinks? I am going to go with a brand new character who has captured my heart and say, uh, dang, I don't know how you say her first name, Nelidia Rivergleam, who uh, has won her way into the hearts and minds of Horde players by being the character who, when Cadgar just appeared before us, she said, guards, arrest that handsome wizard. I just, I just want to know more about this woman. I want to, I want to know more about handsome wizards. I want to know what is the backstory that she has come from to where when you see Cadgar coming out of a portal with fire coming out of the portal behind him, you say, arrest that handsome wizard. Like what, how did we get here? I want to get a bottle of wine and just sit down wherever she is. We're going to have a bottle of wine and we're just going to talk about this. All right. That's a good answer. Thank you, Liz. Um, I think that's everybody. I realized I did not actually talk about my first post, which it was the Hellfire Citadel raid schedule. And two or three posts later was my first real, real post, which was my Shadow Reef. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that's I everybody realized, here. Sorry, I also realized that I played Diablo 1 in 1996 because I'm old. And I, I didn't think about that when thinking about my first Blizzard game. <laughs> it's been a while. Right, right. It's been a long road getting from there to here. Uh, but yeah, okay, going to try it again. But that's everybody. Nobody here hasn't answered any of this, right? I think we're good. Okay. I didn't answer it, but I'm not going to. Uh, anyway, this has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. <laughs> uh, we are getting along in the tooth here, so I'm going to try and make this real quick. Um, first Blizzard game I played was the Death and Rebirth of Superman. Uh, you didn't know that was a Blizzard game, but it was, and it's the first one I ever played. I played Diablo after that. Um, I actually played Diablo on a PlayStation. That's yeah. like, I remember it yeah. came out on PlayStation and I was house sitting for a friend and I played it on that. You know? So I was old enough to house sit for people when that game came out. So, yeah. Um, 
in terms of first article I wrote, I have no idea. Like, my God, guys, I've written a lot of articles. Um, there have been so many. So many of them were long. It would have probably been a warrior column if we're talking the original site. I don't remember what my first warrior column was. I think I told a story about the first time I tanked Anixia and we were, my guild had brought me in to be a the DPS more than a tank. Cause we didn't really need tanks. We had main tank already, but we would all tank off tank at the time. So I was asked to, you know, off tank Anixia cause we were doing split runs instead of 40 players running Anixia. We had uh, three groups of 20 running Anixia. And at this point we were geared well enough that it wasn't really an issue. So I get in there, I get all my fire resist gear out of the bank. I had a, a swapping add-on that I used at the time to, to, to swap my gear on and off. And I used it with my bank open, not thinking that it would put my shield in the bank, but yeah. it did. So we get to Anixia and there I am tanking her. And the only thing I have to use to tank her is Sulphuros. So that's what I tanked her with in defensive stance. I hit her with Sulphuros repeatedly. And and luckily you could still use all your stuff. You could sunder and so forth. But I didn't have shield block, obviously, or or shield wall because I didn't have a shield. Uh, so yeah, that was that was my my initial warrior column. I'm pretty sure. Uh, as for as far as Blizzard Watch, I have no idea. I have no clue what my first article of Blizzard Watch was. Um, what Blizzard character would I want to go on a date with? I guess basically, if we're going out for it's it's a chat date, but it's still kind of a date. Uh, Corfax. <laughs> Corfax. Because he, he will chase us around and murder us, and and I can ask him, you know, hey, why? Ah. If anybody's yeah. asking why to Matt's response to this, you have not listened to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or anything I've ever done, really. But yeah, Corfax. Corfax is one of my favorite characters. So yeah, I would love to chat with Corfax. Not not because he he has nothing. He has no personality. That's why I like him. He just—he is one thing. He—he's literally carrying an Arcanite Reaper around. He's just a walking manifestation of Arcanite Reaper Ho. And if you remember, you know, legal Danish, you know what I'm talking about. And also, I'm very sorry that we're both so very old. Uh, but yeah, that's my answer. That's that question. And we're basically done. Uh, I want to let everybody say goodbye, but we don't have a lot of time for everyone to say goodbye. So instead, I'm going to roll a die. Let me count how many people can hear one. Three, four, three two, five. one, and we all just yell. Joe no, will love that. I yeah. I will disconnect from this chat so fast. <laughs> Since he's feeling talkative uh, and jumping in anyway, Mitch, why don't you say tell, tell our our fine folks you know say goodbye to him for us. Goodbye. Okay, somebody who wants to talk a little bit more than Mitch. Oh, okay. You wanted more than okay. No, I, for real. It's I. It's been fun being on this one. Like I I do miss doing the podcast. It wasn't one of those things where it's like I became too grumpy and didn't want to do it. It was just, you know, life happens, but uh, I'm glad I was able to make this one. And I can truly say that Blizzard watch has changed my life because, you know, a lot of where I am right now, career wise, personally, like the people I know, um, it all, it stems from just applying to the site, making myself known and having a good time with it. So I'm glad I can be here and, you know, I hope I can be here longer. All right. Joe, you know what to do. 
I do indeed. Friends, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means this podcast signing community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Alrighty, everybody. Uh, first off, I would like to thank everybody who came on the show tonight. I'm going to try and get everybody. Renee, Nick, Mitch, uh, Flan, aka Rob, and Rochelle, and Dan, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, you've, you've helped this be a 4400th episode show with more chaos than usual, which I wasn't sure was really possible, but we did it. We you did invited it. Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I invited Mitch. I think Liz invited Mitch, or Mitch just said, sure, I'll do it. I'm not sure. How no, I, I was actually explicitly told not to join, but you can't stop me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't recall actually saying anything. I don't about subscribe it because, to your invisible walls, man. But regardless, thanks to all of you. Um it's it's really this has been kind of the 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 touchstone of my life. I've been on podcasts for this site and the site before it going back to like 2008 been doing this a long time. So thank you all very much for being part of it. Uh, as always, thanks to Joe and Liz for being my usual compatriots on this adventure. And thanks to everybody listening for giving us a reason to do it. Otherwise we'd just be, you know, a bunch of people sitting around talking on, on discord. And I don't think any of these people would really want to show up for that, but you know, who, who knows? Maybe, maybe they would someday. Anyway, this has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. This has been the 400th anniversary of that. Not really, not anniversary, but 400th <laughs> episode. We've not been doing it for 400 years. Feels like it sometimes, that though. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, We're old. Like but yeah, 400th episode. Uh, eight years, guys. We've been doing this for eight years on this show. So yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you for everybody who's been in part of the audience. Thank you to everybody who's worked on the site. Thank you to all of you. And uh, we'll be back next week, although it'll only be a few of us. I, I, I don't think we're going to all be here next week. The podcast would get unwieldy really fast. That's yeah. when you you would just see a string of like ease on my Twitter account, and then I would just not be heard of for like a couple weeks. Because the editing that I'd have to do for that many people, I would probably cry. Alrighty, but yeah, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here with us, and uh, we will see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.